Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, Finding the One. Sounds Sounds fake, fake, but but okay. okay. Welcome back to the pod. Moving. Mm, yeah. I'm moving. Oh, that reminds me. I have to send a text to someone about moving. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. You're so welcome. Um, I am moving. If you, for some reason, didn't listen all the way to the end of last episode, which, what's, what's your fucking what's your problem? What's your fucking problem? I'm moving. I'm moving to Louisiana. I'm moving, and I'm excited, and moving, but moving stressful is what I forgot. And... (sighs) Is that it? (laughs) I'm just very tired. Moving is just very... Moving is hard when you're moving cross-country to the south. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone's hiring in Baton Rouge, let me know. (laughs) Open call for anyone to hire me. Um, Sarah... Sorry, I was I was texting the person I needed to text. <laughs> Sarah. Yes. Happy happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Tomorrow's your birthday. Tomorrow in podcast time, yeah. Tomorrow and if you're listening to this on Sunday, tomorrow is Sarah's birthday. If you're listening to this on Monday, it is Sarah's birthday. That's true. Everyone, say happy birthday to Sarah right I now. Sh- I share a birthday with um Josh Hutcherson. Hugh Jackman. And Christopher Columbus. And fuck Christopher Columbus. <laughs> it's not his birthday. Well, because Columbus Day is Wouldn't on- Wouldn't it be a, funny if it was, though? Oh, my God. I believe Columbus Day is on my birthday this year, but it's it always on, like, a Monday, so it It depends. is on your birthday, because I almost thought I had the day off, uh, and I didn't, <laughs> because right. why Why would the day be given off for Christopher Columbus? Yeah. Which well, is fair, but I did also want the day off. Uh, well, it- what it really is is Indigenous People's Day. So. True, but I don't think I could tell my employer that I don't want to work because I am observing it because I am not an Indigenous people, and I don't actually think I know any Indigenous people, unfortunately, so. I mean, you could definitely still go for, like, I can't work today uh, because I like to observe uh, the white supremacy of mm. Columbus Day. Maybe I'm in mourning for the millions of lives lost That's because of true. white supremacy. Um. Anyway, wow, heavy stuff. Good morning. To start <laughs> off. Anyway, before we start, announcement. I do be having announcement. Um, announcement. So at the end of this month is Ace Week. It is. Ooh, is it October twenty second when it starts? I, I I don't know a damn thing. Sarah. It's your week. I just, I don't pay attention. <laughs> you should know this. It is the 25th to the 31st. I guess that makes more sense number-wise. Anyway, Ace Week is at the is the last week of October and we have some plans to we are going to observe this week, but I don't think I'm going to get vacation for it. Um so we are celebrating in, I guess, kind of two ways, but it's really one way. So we're going to do a live stream 
of us recording our Ace Week episode. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. You fuck up. I Um, was like, I was like, what are we doing? I'm about to find out. (laughs) Surprise everyone. Uh, The date of that live stream is pending because my life is in chaos right now. And also, why would we schedule it so far in advance? That'd be ridiculous. Um... So we're going to live stream us recording our Ace Week episode. And what our Ace Week episode is going to be is like a kind of like a Q&A-ish style episode, but more just like general submission. So we're asking you all to submit if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts and feelings about being Ace, if you want to share maybe your like coming out story, if you have any advice that you would like to share, really like anything that you would like us to read on the podcast. I can't guarantee we'll read them all. Um, but anyway, I will put a link to the form where you can submit things in the description of this episode. Submit stuff. Do it or else. Do it or else. If you don't submit stuff, it's actually aphobic. Also, it'll make it really awkward because then we'll have, like, literally nothing to talk about. It'll yikes. be so awkward. <laughs> oh, yikes. Don't do that to us. Yikes. Please give us content. Yeah, really what we're doing to celebrate Ace Week is making you guys do our jobs for us. Listen, so. we give you guys so much content. <laughs> Don't we do enough for you? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. This has been a joke. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay, cool. What are we talking about this week? This week, actually, I just realized we're doing two patron episodes in a row. Yeah, boy. So this is, again, if you donate, what is it, $15 to us a month, you get to choose the topic of an episode, and we will try to do it in a timely manner. We can guarantee nothing. We can guarantee nothing. Our attempts but, may be sad, but they will be there. But they will be they will be attempts. Um, but this is another request from a patron of ours who messaged us. And I don't know if I want to read their whole message because they didn't tell me I could. It's also pretty long, but just... So know, I don't want to, like, give assume. The gist. Give the gist. But I will give the gist. So the person wants us to cover basically how to react to the question of someone asking you whether you are ace or arrow or both, how do you know if you just haven't found the right person yet? Um, Yeah, I guess this really works for either ace or arrow or both. Um, They said that like one of their friends recently asked them that and they didn't really know how to respond. Um, Let me see. So basically they asked, how would you recommend responding to this question when asked when other people ask it? And what would you say about how this question makes me feel? Um, insecure about my sexuality is having confidence in your sexuality a result of a gut feeling about who you are or is it a logical conclusion basically they're just talking about you know like obviously we talk about this a lot how the questioning journey never quite ends but Mm. they've observed that other people seem very confident about their sexualities and i think seems like they might be struggling with that themselves which i think is very common for a lot Mm -hmm. of people so we're yeah. gonna be talking about those things today. We sure are. Um, I'll just dive in by by saying, you know, a lot of people do get that question of like, well, how do you know you d- you haven't met the right person yet? Um, and 
I mean, here's the thing. Y- you you don't necessarily like there's no way to prove anything. Right. Like you can't prove your sexuality. Like, regardless of what it is, whether you're A-spec or not, like, there's no science to it, right? And so, the answer is that you can't. But I think, for me, the the thing I find to be the best approach is to kind of just turn it back around on them and be like, okay, well, you identify as straight. How do you know that you just... You identify as a straight man, right? So, uh, how do you know you just haven't met the right man yet? And that you're not actually, and that you, you're not actually bi or pan or gay or whatever. So, and I think when people think of it that way, they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you just kind of, it's something that you, you know. Um, but... I also think you do have a good point in that, like, is it something that you just know? Like, some people seem to be very secure in that, and some people don't. Yeah, I think that's the hard part, is I think some people, I don't know, and I think this is kind of portrayed in the media a lot, too, where, like, if a kid on some TV show, like, comes out as gay, it usually seems like this very kind of, like, I guess, romantic thing, where they're, like, all of a sudden, they just know that they're gay, and then, like, that's it and they just know um I feel like I hear that from a decent amount of asexual and aromantic people too is like they find that word online and then they do some research and then they're like oh my god this is me which Mm -hmm. I know like for both of us wasn't necessarily the case yeah um so I get it's just like it's I get that it's it's hard to see other people that you think feel very confident in it because maybe what they portray or what a lot of people say online is that they're very confident in it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're definitely not alone in that at all. Right. And I think that, like, first of all, sexuality is fluid. Romantic attraction, like, all it, it can be fluid. It doesn't have to be for you, but it, it could be. And I think what's important to remember is that if you find that your identity is fluid or if you just change your mind on what your identity is like that's okay and like yeah if you know some people really want to have that label that's like this is what i am here's my name tag you know um but sorry i lost track of that sentence I think it's just kind of the acceptance, I guess, that, like, you know and are okay with in the back of your mind that one day you could change. And mm-hmm. I know, like, it's hard because when someone goes up to you and is like, well, how do you know you haven't found the right person yet? Obviously, you don't want to say to them, well, yeah, I don't know, but this right, is like, how I'm <laughs> identifying right now. Like, this then isn't what you're. This isn't what That's you're going to tell an aphobe. <laughs> Yeah, that's, like, not a great argument. And you don't, you shouldn't probably, well, I'm not going to tell you how to argue, but I wouldn't say that because I feel like then I would lose my argument. Yeah. Um, but, but like Sarah said, the point is, like, it could. And, like, you don't know, which makes it hard to feel confident. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I don't know, easier, but maybe, like, if you're someone struggling with someone similar to this, maybe it's more productive to work on your confidence in just knowing that, like, one day it might change and that's okay, rather mm-hmm. than sitting in fear of what will happen if it does change. Exactly. Just, like, knowing in your heart of hearts that, like, this is how I identify right now. 
I'm super comfortable with it. I like it. Or maybe I'm not super comfortable, but like this is what I'm doing for right now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that like in the future I might feel differently. Yeah. And like, you know, again, it's it's always going to be a little bit harder for A-spec folks just because, you know, A-spec identities are kind of seen as, as the absence of something. And it's it's harder to kind of nail that down when you you just aren't experiencing at all but i think um it's just something that like with time and like i i do not want it it gets better anyone because that's so annoying (laughs) but like you know with time it it you become more comfortable with it i think it gets easier it might not get better but you at least will like learn some coping skills along the way right right and i mean going back to the fact that like you wouldn't necessarily say this to an aphobe who's like being like well how do you know you i just like first of all anyone who well no there are two options either that person is well-meaning but misguided in that they think you need romantic or sexual attraction to um, have a fulfilling life. And they're they're trying to look out for you, but they're just doing it in a misguided way. In that case, you know, you can definitely be like, well, no. <laughs> you know, you can kind of explain to them that there's, you know, there are other options out there. Um, and then I think the other scenario is someone who's just, like, trolling you. And it's like, yeah. well, how do you know? And, like, they know that you can't really give an answer because there isn't an answer regardless of sexuality. And so that's why I always say just, like, ask it back at them and make them <laughs> make them look at the absurdity of the question on its face. Yeah. But, I mean, like, if they are a well-meaning, like, friend or family member who just mm-hmm. maybe doesn't quite understand or they can't yet, like, wrap their mind around the fact that you don't need a romantic relationship or you don't need sex to be happy because that is difficult for some people i feel yeah. like if you have the emotional capacity for it it could turn into a teaching moment of like mm-hmm. listen i just know in my gut that this is what i am or this is what i think i am i'm experimenting with it and you can you know explain that sexuality is fluid sometimes and you can also explain to them that like if I never meet the right person, right person, quote unquote, like, I will be fine. There are other things that are gonna be okay. I can still have a good, fulfilling, wonderful life without meeting the so-called one. Okay, I think this is an interest. Some I was rereading the question because they kind of had, you know, like a lot of different topics and questions in there. So one of the things they asked So I guess, I mean, this episode kind of in general is just kind of about, like, the questioning phase and feeling unconfident. It's a pretty, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get pretty broad in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But they asked, is having confidence in your sexuality a result of a gut feeling about who you are or a logical conclusion based on what you know about yourself, your personality, your experiences? Um, So kind of like a more logical approach. I think... For me, it's both, but the gut feeling comes before the logic. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, I I cannot speak for all A-spec people. Different people have different experiences. And people who, you know, experience emotions or relationships differently, That you know, they might have a different take on it. But for me, it's like the the gut feeling of like, okay, I'm just not <laughs> experiencing this mm-hmm. led me to go back and look at my life in a more logical way like yeah to 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 make conclusions um and so i think i don't think there's a there's i don't think there's one way to come to a conclusion about your sexuality but i do think um a lot of times it is really based on a gut feeling because you know you could look at two people and they could both have the exact same dating history they could both have had the crushes on the same people and they might have two different identities because you know you're the only one who gets to decide that um so i think it's just i think a lot of it is gut but the thing is is that it's okay if your gut feeling doesn't point you in an exact perfect direction you know like sometimes your gut feeling will just bring you to a a a certain nebulous general area (laughs) and like it it may not help you beyond that and that may be where you need to bring like the logic in and be like okay well what is this or you can just be like i don't fucking care um but obviously i think this person who who asked the question does care which is why they're asking (laughs) yeah i think yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people kind of start questioning their gender or their sexuality or whatever in general because of a gut feeling, maybe just like a gut feeling of like, I am not like everyone else or like the norm. So what am I? And then you kind of go back and look. Like, I feel like all the time I see people that are like, here are three signs from my childhood that pointed to the fact that I was like definitely super gay, but like you don't realize that until you look back on your life and then you're like oh my god how did no one know i was gay or something like that right um but i feel like i I don't think it necessarily only like i said i think media portrayals and things like that is it makes it seem like it's all a gut feeling like you just like Mm -hmm. it's like love at first sight but like sexuality at first google search or whatever (laughs) but Obviously, I think, like, building up confidence, it's pretty hard to build up your confidence in anything without, like, evidence, I guess. Yeah. Like, like some kind of, like, backing, some kind of anything. So, like, if you need to, like, look at your experiences, look at your past, like, look at how you operate differently from other people to, like, get that then that like totally makes sense well and i remember uh kind of when i was in the questioning phase i remember at one point i i was in the shower and i was like shower is a great place for thinking um Mm -hmm. let me go through my entire like history with like crushes and whatever and like just like walk through all of it and see see what it looks like when i put it all together and i was like hmm <laughs> i also think like with that stuff too i think it's important to note that like if you're looking back at your own history to find evidence do not just look at your actions because yeah. 
then you're going to get really confused because you're going to be like, oh, well, I dated this person or I had sex with this person, so I must not be X, Y, Z. But like, I think it's important to look instead at like how you felt about it and what repercussions came of it. Because if anyone looked back at their actions in this very like allonormative society, like none of us are gonna... We're not right. gonna figure anything out. And like the the whole thing about sexuality and romantic orientation is it's about feeling. Like it's like it's it's about attraction, not about what you do. That's why like there's no such thing as like a gold star gay or whatever, because it's like it it doesn't matter what you do, it's about how you feel. And so you could have dated a thousand people, but if you you know, you feel that you were kind of forcing that attraction because you thought you were supposed to, or, like, you were just dating them because you just kind of liked them as a person, or, like, maybe you liked having sex, but you weren't sexually attracted to them. Like, those are things to to think about that apply to to everyone, not just A-spec people. Yeah, and, like, I, I think that's the hard thing about, like, that's just the hard thing to wrap your mind around about sexuality, especially if you're not like, maybe this is the reason straight people have such a difficulty with it is because it is so based on feelings. And as mm-hmm. humans, we want, like, definitive answers. We want to put everything in boxes. Like, it just makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. And so the realization that, like, you're never going to have this 100% figured out or, like, it's very unlikely that you will is just, like, not a comfortable feeling because... Yeah. If you're questioning something about yourself, that's, like, a very existential and uncomfortable sensation to, Mm -hmm. like, not know yourself. But, like you said, it's, like, 99% based on feeling. So, you know, it's not like you can test it scientifically. (laughs) Right. There's no scientific method here. Yeah. I mean, I also think that, you know, obviously some people are going to be more comfortable with with not knowing than other people like i think as people i am a little bit more chill with it being like nebulous than you are kayla i feel like you're a little bit more the kind of person who's like i would like to put this thing in a box am i is that i would correct? like everything planned and i would like everything i own to be in a box yes, <laughs> yes. so like for me it's a little easier to just be like who the fuck cares <laughs> but but for for kayla she has a different experience of that so i think just um when you're looking at other people too about people who are confident in their sexuality their orientation like you also need to think about like i mean if you're really going to dive deep on this i'm not telling you that you have to think about this when you like every day but i'm just saying like if you're looking at other people and kind of like comparing yourself to them in terms of the confidence in their identity also think about like you know is this person who is this the kind of person who would just be comfortable with with knowing that it's it's nebulous and nothing is real or is this person you know more it needs to be in a box because i feel like if you look at people who are more comfortable with just the loosey-goosiness of all of it and you're and you're comparing yourself to those people, but you're the kind of person who needs everything to to be put in a box. Like that's not going to help you. Yeah. I mean, no comparison's going to help you, but that one especially well, won't. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really good point. Like I don't think I've ever thought about it that way of like 
someone's confidence in their own sexuality also being determined by just, like, their personality and, like, who they are as a person. I had also never thought of it that way. It just came into my brain. I'm so, you're so smart. Because, yeah, Thank like, you. this, looking at someone else who's, like, 100% confident in themselves, I guess your first reaction to that would be, like, oh, my God, they are so confident in their sexuality, like, you know, they must really know that this is who they are, like, blah, blah, blah. But if you step back, maybe this is someone who just, like, goes at everything full force. Where, like, me as mm-hmm. a person, I'm a bit more, like, hesitant about things. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to do with how demi I actually am or how confident I necessarily am. It's just, like, how it manifests in right. my personality. And for me, I'm the kind of person... I didn't realize this until it was pointed out to me, but then once it was pointed out to me, I was like, um, I'm the kind of person who I'm super indecisive, but once Mm -hmm. I have made a decision, I've made that decision, and there's nothing you could do about it. Um, And so, like, for me, once I decided I was ace, I was ace, and I waffled a little bit more on the arrow identity, um, but once I decided to try that on and I was like oh this kind of feels good like I that that's it for me like I'm not the kind of person like I will waffle a ton but once I'm done waffling I'm done waffling (laughs) so I think it just it really just depends on your approach to life and just the way you think about things um and I don't know I don't know Yeah, I think, like, even if you look back at our very early episodes where I'm, like, questioning my demi-identity, I feel like how different my process was to yours kind of shows because I knew for a while that I was demi, but because I'm someone who, like, wants to make sure everything is correct and, like, labeled correctly, Mm -hmm. I, like, wasn't willing to actually call myself demi until I was, like, a hundred percent sure which i guess isn't even accurate because of course i still question sometimes about things like i cannot lie and say that i'm always like feeling really good about my identity but like even once i decided i was demi i still waited a bit to call myself demi until i like knew it was time Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah that does make sense we're learning so much about ourselves. Dean is calling me. Don't. I'm busy. Dean, we're busy. Um, yeah, I think, you know, in this person's message, they were also like, well, maybe I'm actually, like, maybe I'm Demi, maybe I'm Grey Ace, maybe I'm just confused. And it's like, well, you could be any of those things. Uh, you could be one of those things and also confused. <laughs> but i mean aren't we all confused (laughs) but i mean you know who you are as a person will impact your approach to that and that's why it's it's so hard for people to be like well am i this or am i not like it's it's hard for me it's hard for us to answer that for you because we've not been in your own shoes and if even if you explain your whole life story to us like i can still be like okay this is what it looks like but obviously like i'm i'm not you i i don't know and i think it is it is hard for some people that like they want someone to just tell them like they want someone to tell them what they are me and uh that's not how it works and that sucks (laughs) you know what 
is a good point though is that the opposite is also true mm-hmm. and so you someone also can't tell you what you are not yeah like some like person or friend or whoever trying to convince you that you're like not asexual or not aromantic or whatever like i completely get how that could really kind of shatter your confidence and when they start kind of like asking you those questions that you maybe ask yourself in private while you're questioning and then they're just like saying it to your face like that is very scary Mm -hmm. but in the same way that we can't tell you if you are ace because we don't actually know what's going inside you know going on inside your head like someone also can't tell you that you're not because Mm -hmm. like they simply have no idea yeah you know no no one can decide any of that but you so which i know as far as because i do know that it would be nice for people to just tell you things it can be daunting but it can also be freeing maybe let's go back to the beginning of what we were talking about and i think what what the one of the big emphasis is emphasis of the person's question is which is someone asking you how do you know if you've found the right person you, so, you fucking don't. Well, yes, but <laughs> when you know when when I was little, I thought that the way that love worked was that you could only ever be in love with one person. <laughs> you thought a lot. Of I thought a lot of things. Child. And I like I just thought that that was how it worked, and that you know, you you. Like, if you were in love with someone and you broke up or they died or you got divorced, I would be like, well, you can, like, date someone else, but, like, you're not going to be in love with them. Like, that's how I thought it worked. <laughs> how obnoxious would that be? And, um, the fact is, that is not how it works. <laughs> and, you know, some people do feel like there is, like, the one for them. And, like, if they have that person in their life, like, I'm very happy for them. But the reality is that, like... As much as a good soulmate's AU can be very good sometimes, (laughs) like, it's just not, it's not, it's not the way it is. And everyone experiences things differently, and someone might be the one for you, but you might not be the one for them, and, you know, (sighs) that's my, like, um, pessimistic airway standpoint. (laughs) Oh, interesting. I mean, I think that's true, though, and I, like... Like, this person in their question said, like, part of me thinks that maybe one day I will meet someone and I do have sexual attraction to them. Which, even if you did, you could still be, like, in the asexual umbrella. Like, I think, for me personally, one of my, like, fears, I guess, is that, like, one day I find out that I'm not Demi Mm -hmm. and then... I, like, don't have a place in this community anymore, Mm -hmm. which would make me sad because I like it here. (laughs) Um, But I think if if that's anyone else's worry, I don't know if maybe that's just a me thing. Like, if you are thinking that you are, like, full-on asexual, no sexual attraction to anyone, and then you have, like, one or two people that you are, then maybe you're gray asexual, but, like, you still get to be in the umbrella. Like, we will still have you. This is me giving myself a pep talk. Kayla's projecting. Maybe I'm... (laughs) I do think I might be 100% projecting. No, you're, you're right, because, like, you know, 
some people might be in the questioning phase and then ultimately decide they're not a spec and like that's a different situation but if someone like if you identify as demi if you identify as gray or asexual there's a reason for that and like even if you you know sexuality is fluid even if that kind of changes like that's okay and there is still a space for you in the community yeah and i think like one of the big parts of the ace and arrow communities in general is just kind of like the ideology that goes along with Mm -hmm. it like we've talked about like the importance of friendship and like not placing as much importance on relationships or that kind of thing fuck a metanormativity yes like even if you stopped identifying as a spec or arrow spec like chances are if you spent enough time here you would take those ideas with you so it's I guess along with that, like, it's not like it's you're going to turn into a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Like, if you decide today you're asexual and tomorrow you are, find you're sexually attracted to someone, like, how much of your life is that actually going to change? Yeah. Like, that that like, doesn't invalidate the past, you know, 20 years of your life. If you're, you know, like, it, it doesn't invalidate anything. It's just like, oh, this is what's happening now. Yeah. And it's also like... I think this is different for different people, like, how important they find their sexuality to their entire life. Mm-hmm. I think me and Sarah are both cases where, like, it's not something we think about super often. It's not, like, the biggest part of either our personalities, mm-hmm. though I know that's different for some people. And that's very, you know, that's totally fine. That's valid. That's great. But, like, it doesn't have to be. And, like, if you stop identifying as A-spec like you're not gonna like stop liking to knit or like you're not gonna like lose your job maybe you will but it won't have to do with your identity (laughs) maybe i just feel like i don't know maybe this is like belittling but what's like the worst that's gonna happen if your sexuality changes your your view of yourself might change a little bit but It'll be annoying. Like, I'm not saying it won't be hard to, like, go through another questioning phase. Mm -hmm. Like, it absolutely is internal turmoil sometimes. But, like, overall in the broad span of your, like, 100-year life, like, literally what's going to happen to you? That's optimistic, 100 years. I mean, modern medicine. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, and there may be people, like, external forces who are, like, you're just changing your like that's not how that works fuck them fuck them people shouldn't be in your life anyway so now you just got you just did a really nice test on your quote-unquote friends and you know who to get rid of now perfect perfect Perfect. you're welcome which also again we're being very flippant about it that also sucks that's hard but like i don't know like it won't last forever yeah like it'll be now we're just doing an it's but it gets better. Well, no- nothing lasts forever, and that might include your sexuality. True. It's just the way it be. It's just the way it be. I don't know. Maybe this is just me being very stressed, but, like, part of me is, like, who the fuck cares if you never figure it out, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely of that opinion, and, like, I feel like some people listening might be like, well, that's easy for you to say. Like, you've identified as Arrow Ace. Like, you have the label, and it's like... Yeah, but, like, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, like, I do question sometimes, and usually the conclusion I come to is, whatever, 
like that's <laughs> that's it and and you know i like at this point i'm fine with not ever fully knowing and i i think that's just part of the human experience is that we'll never we'll never know everything about anything um and that might be me getting in my feelings with my liberal arts education but like (laughs) like that's just the way it is and uh you either accept that or you uh, fight against it and suffer (laughs) yeah and i mean like i don't know i think it's like we've been talking about this episode it depends on the person and like your personality like in no means in no way do i think everyone is able to just feel like fuck it whatever and on most days I personally don't feel like that. We literally just talked about it. On most days, I do not. Not everyone can turn on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just like if you have that in the back of your mind, at least, even if you don't believe Mm -hmm. it, but just like if you're having a really bad day of questioning or if someone asks you a stupid question like that, like if you at least have like one of our teeny tiny voices in the back of your head being like, it's me. But who the, fuck, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck like you don't cares? have to listen to that voice. Well, you should listen to it. You don't have to like agree. Yeah. But just like the knowledge that like it's not gonna ruin your whole life. Right. And I also think that it's um for a lot of people it can be it can be uh difficult to accept uh things in reference to yourself, even if you accept it in regards to other people. Um, like, just, like, as an example, like, a lot of people look at other people and are like, yes, every body type is beautiful except mine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think that's a really, that's a really common experience. And, um, just, if you are thinking about other people that way, it's not immediately going to change your, your view on yourself. But just, you know, like, knowing that, like, okay, you give other people the space to roam and the benefit of the doubt. They're probably giving you that as well. So, like, just just be nicer to yourself. And, like, I, I, I also hate when people are like, just be kind to yourself. Because, like, that's way easier said than done. But, like... Bitch, you do that to me all the fucking time. I know, because you're so mean to yourself. <laughs> the amount of times that Sarah has been like, would you say that to me? But yeah, exactly. You fucking hypocrite. Well, no. How how am I a hypocrite? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I don't like telling people, be kind to yourself. But you do it to me anyway. Well, I don't ever say, Kayla, be kind to yourself. I say, Kayla, would you say that to me? <laughs> okay, that's like literally saying the same I thing. hate the phrase, be kind to yourself. I don't like saying this, no, but I do say no, it to I, Kayla at least I d- once a I week. I don't like the phrase because it seems like you're like talking uh, down okay. on someone. Like, you're being like, you know, if you would just be nicer to yourself, it wouldn't solve all your problems. And, like, that's not how anything works. Fine. Agree to disagree. Listen, stop saying all those mean things about my friend Kayla, and maybe I won't have to say those things to you. I'm busy. Being mean to my friend Kayla. (laughs) Being mean to your friend Kayla. I do think that's a good point, though, is, like... If you're not an asshole, you probably give people a lot of grace while they're questioning. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, then you, you're fucking... St- I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> but 
Like, if you're willing to, like, help someone else through their questioning phase or tell them, like, hey, however you're identifying right now, like, is okay, then, like, that's also okay. And again, we're saying this all, like, it's very easy. It's not. And, like, it doesn't cause, like, huge emotional turmoil and, like, doesn't make some people, like, incredibly depressed and, like, have a lot of conflicts with mental illness. Like, we've both been through stuff like that. Like, I don't want... I want people to think that we're just, like, making this all seem super easy and, like, it doesn't have real-world consequences. Mm-hmm. I just... It doesn't necessarily have to have real-world huge consequences, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not... It is what you make of it. It won't... Yeah. It, like, won't always. Like, I'm not saying that nothing bad bad has ever happened to anyone because they're struggling with questioning. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure it has. Yeah. But, like, just knowing that, like... It doesn't happen every, not everyone who questions has a bad outcome. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, you know? Does that make sense? And you may be having a hard time now, and it all feels... But it gets better, sweaty. <laughs> I, I was going to take the approach of, like, how how how, how, how I view people in high school, where it's like, yes, things are really important right now. And, like, as as someone who's out of high school... I look back on that time and and look at myself and think, okay, nothing was as important as I thought it was. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it felt important when it was happening. And That's very true. so I think I just kind of take that same approach um, to literally everything. <laughs> Which, again, is hard to keep in mind. Like, ideally, I would be able to say that to myself all the time. Yeah. Like, right now, when I'm stressed about moving, ideally, I'd like to tell myself, like, oh, six f- months from now, it'll be like, haha, remember I was stress doesn't make you feel any better (laughs) yeah it is hard to like say that to yourself and have it make any real difference in your feelings but hopefully you look back on it and be like you know what that was okay that was fun that was funny (laughs) yeah remember when i was questioning remember that (laughs) (laughs) funny Uh Uh i'm i'm lolling i'm Uh i'm i'm lameoing Raffle, raffle, as we said raffle in 2009. <laughs> raffle copter. Rar means I love you in dinosaur. XD. XD. <laughs> Instagram filter. I hate where this has gone. Me too. It reminds me of my tw- 2009 Facebook. I did not have Facebook in 2009, which is good. I don't. I feel like I did. I do think I did. I got Facebook. I was actually 13 when I got Facebook. This was like 2011. I was younger than I was supposed to. Like, they have a rule, but I was younger because my dad, like, Facebook had just come out. And my dad Facebook was like, oh, came my God, out? so cool. You, Yeah, she's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, my dad was like, oh, my God, you have to get one. And I was like, I don't really want one. And he was like, oh, but it's so cool. So we had to, like, lie about my age. My parents were so strict about it. I was not allowed to have it until I was third. I, I didn't get it until I was like, in high My school. parents wouldn't let me have a Facebook. And I'm like, my dad forced me to have a <laughs> <Facebook>. <laughs> Incredible. And now what do I have to show for it? Cringy old pictures of me when I was 11. I wish I had it. Oh, incredible. It's a work of art. Okay. Uh, does, that, uh, does that about cover it? Yeah, I mean, sorry for being incredibly existential. This probably helped absolutely no one. Well, I think but... I think it might help people in the knowledge that, like, they're not the only one who's having an existential crisis. 
That's fair. I mean, clearly, if you're listening to this episode, you can tell that we are both currently having existential crises about many I've things. I've been in so. one big existential crisis since I was, I don't know, maybe 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So. And then there's like a bunch of mini ones that are inside the big one. Uh-huh. Which is fun. Uh-huh. You know, anyway, that's the episode. You know, I saw a TikTok today where it was like, me and my best... Do you have a TikTok? No. Where do you find these I, They're all? all on my Instagram Explore page. Sometimes I'm... Sometimes I they're on see. Twitter. Um, Why do... Okay, never mind. Don't worry about it. Might as well just have a TikTok Shh. at this point. Um, uh, but I saw a TikTok that... Honestly, the, algor- the algorithm would be so much better than the TikTok than the instagram algorithm is for figuring out what i want to see but dude it is the algorithm is great i'm on gay tiktok and it's <laughs> priceless uh, it's i love yeah TikTok. like I'm instagram has it. figured out that i like watching tiktok sometimes but they haven't quite figured out which ones i like watching the ins i find the instagram algorithm to be like way too powerful because a couple years ago i was doing a lot of embroidery and so i would look at it a lot on instagram but then that's literally all my explore page was like nothing else showed up my explore page it's too is a it gets too fixated combination of all of my weirdly specific interests (laughs) and then sometimes and then sometimes tiktoks that piss me off good anyway i saw a tiktok where these two girls that were like um you know, this is my best friend. We decided to take anatomy uh, together junior year. And then it was like the, and it went like this thing. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, are they going to fall in love? Is this going to be gay? Uh, no, they they just cried a lot over anatomy. <laughs> That's lame. I like when they end gay. I was really hoping it would end gay. I mean, but they struggled with anatomy. They really did. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> I, I never, took, never it, took it, but I'm sure I would. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. There, I somewhere in my brain that was connected to what we were saying. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Facebook being gay. I, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, Kayla, what's our poll for this week? Oh God. Is Facebook gay? <laughs> Is Facebook gay? <laughs> hey, fellas. Is it gay to not get coronavirus? Yeah, uh, apparently yes. <laughs> poll for this week. I mean, we could do an open-ended poll that's like, how do you answer when someone is like, how do you know you just haven't found the right person yet? That's good. Cool. Uh, so other poll. Kayla, what is your beef yes. and your juice this week? My beef is moving <laughs> while you're also... I just have a lot going on right now. I'm moving. I'm finishing up my last week of work. I'm then trying to get new work Mm -hmm. again. If anyone in Baton Rouge wants to hire me, I am available. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot going on. And I'm um, a small child, so I'm stressed. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. My juice is... The TV show, The Great Pottery Throwdown. Mm. Um, it is a Great British Bake Off style show, but pottery. Mm. And there are three seasons on HBO Max. And it is incredibly relaxing because, again, like Great British Bake Off, everyone is just so nice and British. You have HBO and Max? 
Dean does. Well, Dean's okay. parents do. That, that checks yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just asked him for the password. Um, but there's three seasons, and we have just simply flown through. Well, we still have to watch the finale we need to watch tonight of season two. But you know what else is on HBO Max? Is a dog grooming competition show. <laughs> So that's going to be next, and I will check back in with you all on that one. My dog looks like a fool because she hasn't been properly groomed since, like, February. And, like, my mom has been trying to cut her fur, but she has not been able to, like, cut the fur in between her toe beans. And so, because Sadie does not like that. And uh, so (laughs) she's, like, really long fur in between her toe beans. And I'm like, Mom... just take her to a groomer either our regular groomer or like just because your mom doesn't a lot of them like your mom wouldn't go into the building like there there has there there needs to be almost no contact like it 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 is one of the things that you you could do at this point in time she could definitely do that you know what i should have asked for for my birthday for Sadie for to, to get, get Sadie a Sadie proper groomed. grooming so that when I come what home, I, she doesn't look like a sheep text, dog. What if I text your mom and shame her into doing it? I mean, I'm not. Oh, wait, she tell listens. You no. Does she listen to this? She does, but she's not always caught up. Well, Julie, when you hear this, <laughs> Sadie looks like a fool. Sadie looks like a fool, and it's embarrassing. Uh, her fur was so long all summer. She probably got so hot. Julie, please. Julie, please. <laughs> um, I guess that's my my. Beef. That's your beef. My other beef is fracking. Um, my juice is so. I haven't told you this, Kayla. <laughs> uh oh. But I've I have gotten a little bit into the band BTS, and I, I did. Th- I got one Snapchat from you, and I knew it was over. I, okay, here's the thing. I don't have the time or energy to become ARMY because I don't. It does take a lot of energy, it seems. And their their fans are very intense and I, I that's just not the direction I like to go in. I, I respect them hardcore. I, I respect a good stand. You're just busy. I'm just like busy. Um, so I don't have plans on becoming a stan, but them boys can dance they got some bops and i'm at the point where i can tell who's who about 95 percent of the time that's good so like that's just a life update from me that's great i am fearful for you i'm being careful i am very afraid for you have you heard their song dynamite it slaps i don't know if i have and the whole thing is in english so i can actually sing along to all of it (laughs) I have several friends from work who are big into BTS, and one of them, like, we helped her buy tickets for their tour, which was then canceled, of course. Yeah. But she was, like, she's flown to Asia before just to see them. They're very, they're very talented. There's some funny boys. And, um. Apparently there's a lot of, like, ace crossover. I don't know if people just, like, think that some of them are ace. Or, like, see... Because they all live together, I think. Yeah, they do. Like, they see it as, like, a QPR. But I've noticed that, like, a lot of ace people have a very strong connection to BTS. Ace folks? Do you... Can anyone tell me what that's about? (laughs) Anyone want to tell me what that's about? Tell me more. 
Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Murder, murder, murder. Um, okay. So that's that. Uh, you can tell us about your beef, your juice, your favorite member of BTS on our social media at SoundsFakePod. Um, you know, we're just hanging over there. Um, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundsFakePod, if you'd like to support us that way. we have- I'm trying to pitch to Sarah that we do um, an exclusive mini-series that will be Patreon-exclusive. Um, so, stay tuned for that. Oh, are you not going to tell them what it's going to be? Oh, I want to do... Okay, I guess I'll just say it. And then you can all tell me that you want me to do it, so then maybe Sarah will agree. But I just think it would be a very good idea to maybe do a Patreon-exclusive mini-series where we basically have a book club for Frindle. (laughs) Um, And I think it's an incredible idea. So let me know what you think about that. I'm mostly just... Because I used to own the book, and I don't think I do anymore. I think... Like, do you, I will buy it for you. Like, is oh that God. your problem? Like, <laughs> that you don't want to spend, like, the $5 on a used copy of the children's book, Frindle? <laughs> like, I'll, that can be your birthday present. You're going to be a weenie That's not what it. I Jesus. want for my birthday. Well, it's what I want to give you. My God. <laughs> okay. We have four new $2 patrons. They are Riley Finness, Sally Postian. Postian? That's my Postian? I don't know. Rashika Rao and TJ Gallagher. Hey. Hello. You're all great, and I like you. Welcome. Hopefully, one day you'll hear us talk about Frindle. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. Our. I just got like a sudden, like, weird very the ghost no i have like a a headache that's like just in a very small portion of my head by my eye i think you're possessed and like it's it's very centralized okay i feel like you might have just gotten possessed oh no our five dollar patrons are Jennifer Smart, Esri the Minnesota, Austin Lay, Perry Fierro, D, Quinn Pollock, Emily Collins, Book Marvel, Changing MX. I did not breathe enough before this. Derek and Curse, Simona Simon, Jamie Jack, Jessica Shea, Rhea Faustino, Daniel Walker, Livy, Madeline Askew, Lily, James, Corinne, Alice is in space, Guy Simpson, Brooke Siegel, Ashley W, Savannah Cozart, Harry Haston, Dugan, Soup, Amanda Kiker, Vishak, Jacob Weber, Rory, Amber, Leastar, Rachel, Kate Costello, John, and Ariel Laxo, who bumped up from $2. Thank you, Ariel. And thank Ooh. all of you for your contributions to our lives. Our $10 patrons are Tessa, Arkness, who'd like to promote The Trevor Project, Benjamin Ibarra, who'd like to promote Tabletop Games, Anonymous, who'd like to promote Spooky Halloween, Sarah McCoy, who'd like to promote podcasts from a Planet Weird, My Aunt Jeannie, who'd like to promote Christopher's Haven, Cassandra, who'd like to promote their modeling Instagram, at Little Red, Doug Rice, who'd like to promote Native by Caitlin Curtis, Maggie Quelbo, who'd like to promote her dogs, Leah, Minnie, and Max, H. Valdez, Purple Chickadee, who would like to promote ishlibafoogle.wordpress.com. Barefoot Backpacker, who this week would like to promote brushing your teeth, which is... Which is something I never remember to do, and I am going to the dentist tomorrow, so thank you. My teeth always just... Have they been very sensitive the past, like, two years of my life? Oh, good. And I'm annoyed by it. Um, Ashlyn Bodecker, who is Ashlyn Bo everywhere, the Steve, who would like to promote a cozy at the search engine for the trees. Ari e. Kay, who would like to promote the YouTuber Bad Empanada, who covers Latin American history and current events. That's fun. Our $15 patrons are the plane flying over me. 
Oh I my wish. god, thank you. Thank you for your support. <laughs> thank you. Um, our $15 patrons are Nathaniel White, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com, my mom Julie, who likes to promote free mom hugs, Sarah Jones, who's at Eternal Lolly Everywhere, DH Pell, who likes to promote the Underrealm series by Garrett Robinson, Andy A, who likes to promote being in unions in the IWW, Martin Giselle, who likes to promote mental health, comma, good, and Dragonfly, who would, uh, 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 Kayla? Voting. Coding? Voting. Oh, I thought you said coding, and I was like, where did that no. come from? <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> Voting. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more of us New Year's. Until then, take good care of your cows.